quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm actually sitting in my bathroom again. I think I've done three episodes in my bathroom today, everyone. So don't be jealous. It's, you know, can only be had by some people that can do podcasts in their bathroom while their kids are running around the house. I want to talk about what do you do when your kid does something at school and the teacher, the principal, the director calls you. It could be a really hard moment. And I've had lots of clients where this has really put their family into a tizzy and a frenzy because you get the call from school and it's like, hi, Mrs. So-and-so, your son bit somebody on the playground or your daughter was unkind to their friend or whatever behavior that was unmanageable for the school now has been placed in your lap. And I see it from both sides. I really do. I taught in public schools for 13 years. I was a teacher, both in elementary and high school. And I was also a high school counselor and we served as administrators. So I saw it all. I really did. And we didn't really call home unless we had to. And in California, I think it's maybe quite different than in many places in the country and in the world. But there were times when we had to call. And in high school, it was like, you know, somebody's got a bloody nose. That's probably the, the, the only time we really called. I see a lot of parents, you know, of kids in preschool and early on elementary school where the, the parents are being called because the kid hit or because they were kind or they couldn't sit on the rug long enough or that they weren't following directions time and again. And the teachers are frustrated. And the administrators are frustrated. And so it becomes into this place where they feel like they needed to call the parents. And when the parents get the call, 
the parents go into an emergency. Oh my gosh, the school's calling. Because when the school called when you were a kid, you were getting in trouble for sure. Like that is the last thing I would want would be for the school to call my dad. Woo, I would have been in trouble. The school never called my dad. I never got in trouble. But had the school called my dad, I know I would have been in the world of hurt. That would have not been good. I would have gotten yelled at and I would have been in deep trouble. So I think as parents, we are scared when the school calls us because we're like, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. That's our immediate thinking is that we are in trouble. Our child is in trouble and our child did something wrong. And it's a reflection of us. and It's a reflection of our parenting. And we go into this emergency state and it's not a good place to be because all of a sudden we almost go into fight, flight, or freeze, and we don't know what to say and we don't know what to do. So my first recommendation is just breathe. It's okay. Teachers and administrators are just people too. And they're having a hard time. Everyone's having a hard time. The child is having a hard time. The administrators and the teachers are having a hard time. And the parent is having a hard time. So we want to stay calm and we want to really listen to what the teacher or the administrator is saying. I hear you. I understand. Sounds like this was really hard. Sounds like my child was having a hard time too. I'm really sorry this is happening. Empathize with them. Get everybody calm. You stay calm. You try to empathize with the teacher so that they feel seen and heard and understood because I think they're struggling too. At the same time, we don't have to believe our child is bad or wrong or that anything that happened at school is because our kid is a bad kid. Your child had a hard moment. And so I would ask questions. Well, what happened? Well, have you noticed his his or her behavior prior to this? Were there any other incidences? Have you noticed the, anything between these children that has been off lately? What else did you see? What else did you notice? And just take it all in. Because this teacher also, they don't know the full story. We never really know the full story in these incidences. It's the same with sibling upsets. We don't know the full story. We can't understand. Was it retaliation from something that happened weeks or days ago? Was this a bad moment because uh, one of the children was having a hard time with somebody else prior to this? We don't always know the entire story. And little kids have a really hard time expressing exactly what happened. So do big kids. And often people don't want to, kids don't want to share everything with the adults. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics, 
and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So perhaps they say your child did something naughty. That's okay. Doesn't mean you have a naughty kid. Doesn't mean you're a bad parent. I like to tell the teachers, like, I really appreciate you sharing with me. Thank you so much. And sometimes teachers will say, we'd really like you to talk to them at home. Now, I'm not of the mind of talking to them too much at home because I feel like they already went through the shame or the reprimand or the talking to at school. And then they're going to come home and get another talking to. And then it's going to feel like this incident gets so big and overwhelming for this child, especially little kids, even big kids. So when my child comes home, I say, what happened? And they might tell you, or they might not. Or you can say, I heard something happened at school. Do you want to talk about it? And if they say no, then we respect that. And if it's an ongoing thing that keeps happening day in and day out and day in and day out, then we have to think a bit deeper that something is really going on. and We need to meet with the school to talk about the ideas of connection and really kind of talk about how if they're using a punishments and reward system, that that might not be very effective for our kid. And that, that you as a family really lean into connection and that you see that it's much more effective for your child and would they consider using any of those ideas in the classroom and that you could help them figure out what those look like for your kid. I know I had a kid when I was teaching kindergarten, Jose, and Jose, I think, was having a hard time. And I always had Jose sit next to me and I always held his hand in kindergarten. I always made sure I was holding his hand and that he was sitting next to me and he was getting the attention that he needed because if not, he would have a really hard time putting his hands all over everyone else and squirming around and unable to pay attention to what was going on. And so I tried to keep him really close to me so that he could sit next to me and feel my presence. Even back then, I didn't know I was using connection, but I was. So connected pieces can be as little as that. It can be sitting in the front. It can be having lunch with a teacher. It can be getting two minutes to sit with the teacher after something has happened. It can be many tiny little things that you could help the teachers implement. So if it's a repeated offense, I don't really talk about it at home. And I really try to just talk to the teachers and try to figure out how we can get more connection in the classroom. And then hopefully that will remedy it. The other thing that seems to help is that really beefing up connection at home. Because if your child can get it out, they can have big tantrums, if they can have all of their feelings, if they can say no, if they can be dysregulated at home and it's okay, then they won't transfer that dysregulation to school so much. Now, this isn't universal. That doesn't always happen that way, but I do see about 90% of the time when I work with clients and they have a school issue, when we beef up connection, that school issue goes away. Doesn't mean we don't get issues at home, but we deal with those at home. and That's where we want to deal with them. But often they go away at school when the connection is beefed up at home because the child can have the dysregulation at home. If they can't have the dysregulation at home, then they might take to school to get it out because that's a place where they think they can get it out. So that's another thing to keep in mind. I really try to tell the teachers too, like I, I'm happy to help, you know, find ways to help, you know, promote connection. 
but I'm not going to reprimand, punish, or scold my child for something that they did in school. In fact, I'm not going to scold them for for anything that they've they've done before because that's not kind of what we do. And sometimes you have to say that to teachers and sometimes you don't because it doesn't come up. But I think it's important to um, to say it if you need to, that you're not there to, you know, I think some teachers, not all, and some administrators expect the parents to punish the children so that it makes it easier on the teachers when the child comes to school. And they think that method will work that it will keep a child from doing the wrong behavior. I don't suggest doing that. And I suggest also telling the um, educators that you don't adhere to that kind of ideology, that you really are using the ideas of connection. Sometimes it can be sticky. Some educators are really receptive to this kind of talk and this kind of thought process and others are not. But I think the most important thing is to remain calm, that it is not the end of the world that the teachers are calling, the administrators calling, and that you will get through it and your child will get through it and that they are okay and they are not bad and you are not bad. And the teachers are not bad or wrong. The teachers are having a hard time and they often aren't given the skills that they need in order to teach with connection. And so it's hard for them because they're relying on the old system rewards and punishments. And they believe that if you continue the rewards and punishments sometimes into the homes, that that will help motivate behavior. And maybe with some kids it will, but to what detriment? And now you're damaging your relationship with your child in order to get them to behave at school. And then the poor kids, some of them really stick in and then the poor behavior starts to come to home and to school and to everyone because they're super dysregulated because they can't get a break anywhere. So it just depends on the child and how that plays out. But many different scenarios can unravel here. But these are my general suggestions when teachers come to you, really try to stay calm and lean into this idea that connection is still the answer and that you're happy to problem solve with them, but that you're not going to punish your child because of something that they did at school. You're also not going to reprimand them because of something that they did at school because you don't believe in reprimand anyway. Okay, I hope this was helpful. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast, and I will see you next time.